maybe we go and try to predict the future, get all our crystal balls and everything and kind of look at some trends. But you have a crystal ball? They, they sell those in Norway? Nice, man. I got a crystal ball right here, right? Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, to behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. I am not wearing a hat from a New Jersey brewery, but I know someone who is. I am Jason representing a New Jersey brewery and also representing Location Indie, the community. We're all about the travel, the freedom, the lifestyle. You can learn more at locationindie.com. Trav, we're talking about some healthy fears today. We're talking about, well, a lot of things today. I think we're going to get into this topic of the cost of inaction. Did you take an economics class? I, I did. I college? took one. One economics yeah. class, and it was actually probably the coolest professor I had the entire my entire college career. I, you know, obviously I only had him once. I wasn't an econ or finance major or anything like that. But he was just this goofy older guy. Didn't seem to care. Like didn't fit in at this kind of conservative school. And he would always teach us. It was like your quintessential college experience. Whenever it was nice, I'd be like, "We're going outside," and we're just like. The whole class would trump outside and there was a tree kind of like near the classroom when we walk out and he'd lean up against the tree and be like, everyone sit down. And it was just awesome because especially for a topic like economics, which can be fairly dry, right? Or you would think maybe you would need to be like writing on a whiteboard and diagrams and stuff. He made it work. Um, I forget his name, actually, but I just remember like I remember his face vividly and I remember saying like economics is actually pretty cool. But it was my senior year, so that was that was it. I wasn't taking any more classes with him. And you were wearing a tie dye shirt and Birkenstocks at that time. Is that? Uh, I believe that was my uh, duct tape sandal phase. I'd grown out of okay. the Birkenstock phase. They were way too yeah. expensive for me as a college kid, so I was wearing old duct tape sandals. But tie dye oh, yeah, okay. for sure, for sure. You know what they say: if you can't duck it, f it. But yeah, I, I won't I, curse here. But that's that's what we always said when we were on tour. Well, anyway, I thought you were going to tell me that the the professor then dramatically drew down a branch and took a leaf in his hands and said, "See, folks, money doesn't grow on trees." And then proceeded to give you a, a, a lecture on how economics works. But anyway, I, that's that was a good just one. the. the that that's was the movie one. scene in my head. I don't know. That's that's kind of where no, I went I'll have with that to change that mind, story but, uh, next time I tell it. I'll have to take some creative <laughs> liberties, and I'll have to make a name anyway. up for him because it's not cool if you're like. And I forget the guy's name, but he was really cool. I also like the idea of the guy somehow like asking for your duct tape sandal and and giving a profound life lesson about economics through that. Anyway, I, I wanted to use an economic term to start this off, which is why I brought that up. And you've probably heard the term, maybe you haven't. Opportunity cost. And I'll just give the simple definition here, according to the dictionary.com peeps. Uh, opportunity cost is an economic term, and it just says the loss of other alternatives when one alternative is chosen. I couldn't have said it better myself. And There's this is FOMO. what we're looking at today. FOMO. What? FOMO. 
comes FOMO. from opportunity cost. FOMO, the fear of missing well, out. It depend yeah, it depends on how you look at it. If you have an emotional attachment to the other alternatives, then of course. But if you're just looking at it from a detached a non-attached perspective is simply the loss of other alternatives. One, one alternative is chosen. We can't do it all, right? When it comes to living our ideal lifestyle, creating our ideal lifestyle, the lifestyle business, the whole the whole thing is all about kind of building the business around your lifestyle and what you love to do, right? That's what we do in the Lifestyle Launch Academy. It's what we help people do. That's kind of our life's work at this point, you could say, right? It's what we've been doing for many years now. And... We were talking in our, our academy recently about the cost of inaction is actually one of the exercises we did. And this is a, very much related to opportunity cost, right? I mean, it, it, I think we forget, we, we often can think about the times when we're making choices. Well, we know, Trav, especially like you, when you're out, you know, you want to try all these different places to eat and a new place. And like, I know you get overwhelmed and you have the FOMO and everything. And you're like, all right, well, when you pick one, then you commit to it, you are giving up those other things. So we often think about it in terms of when we're actively making a choice. But when we're not actively making a choice, when we're just living our lives, I think that can kind of recede into the backgrounds a bit, right? Because you're not kind of necessarily thinking about, oh, well, what if I tweaked my lifestyle this way? Or what if I did this other thing? Like, wh where could that lead? Because you don't know. It's it's always sort of unknown, right? But when you do the thought exercise and you think about, all right, well, what things might I be giving up if I don't pursue whatever, my dream business, this particular lifestyle, go on this trip that I want to do, whatever. What are some of those things I, I might be missing out on? What is the cost of me not taking that action, not taking that alternative? And that opens up a whole bunch of questions, right? Right. It's not just hey, either I start this business and it's successful or I don't and it's not, right? There's, as we know, there's ripple effects that will happen. And I think the reason a lot of people don't go after something that they want is that they don't, it, like it's hard to sometimes, and, and we do a lot of this inside of our academy actually, before we even start talking about building a business and having people build a business, because we want you to start envisioning what it looks like. We talk about your dream day and all that kind of stuff, because people have a problem imagining what the ripple effects were, right? Like if you were to say, hey, if you take the time, you commit to this and you do a side hustle and you, and you make it work, here are the 15 things that are going to happen. And you laid it out for them. And it was cut and dry, let's say, right? Let's say we could look in the future and be like, if you start this business, you'll also then, you know, for example, Trav, if you start Extra Pack of Peanuts, the blog back when you did, you'll also be able to host a TV show that's on cable TV. You also have uh, one of the top rated podcasts. You'll get to host this podcast with Jason for the last six years. You get to have Location Indie. You'll get to launch the Lifestyle Launch Academy. You'll get to uh, you'll get have to sleep a, in a firehouse in Nashville. Right. You'll get to have Camp Indie. Like, here's the thousands of people you'll meet because of this. If someone wants to be able to look in the future and tell me all those things, well, then it would be easy to make it, right? It would be easy to say, well, oh my gosh, I'd be giving up all this if I don't start a, a blog and take some time six hours a week when I'm living in Japan to start this website. So w w of course, I'd be crazy not to say, yeah, I'm going to do it. But because we can't look into the future and we can't promise people, hey, here's exactly what it what's going to shake out, it does require a little bit of faith, right? If you're saying, if I do this, I know there's going to be things that happen. 
I don't know what they will be. No one knows what they'll be. But there's going to be things that are happen that are better than I even imagine, right? And so because I think that's the hard part is just actually believing that. And and again, that's why when we start our academy course, so much of the first couple of weeks are all about dreaming about what your lifestyle looks like, but then actually saying, okay, let's think this, what will happen? Let's try to project forward because you might have a pretty good sense if you give yourself time and space to think about it of what could happen. And, you know, that's when people really get motivated to it because they're like, oh yeah, I was just thinking of the thing right in front of me that could happen. And that was good enough, but if I start thinking about the thing a year, two, three, five, ten, fifteen down the road, well, now it's a no-brainer that I want to take this this action, right? Because yeah. I can I can kind of guess at what those ripple effects might be. Yeah, and you can you can guess, and it's not only about what could happen, but it's about where you are right in that moment, right? So if you think about one of the costs of inaction being the emotional ramifications of not taking that decision. So if you're say, you know, you really want to quit your job and live in a camper van in New Zealand, for example, or whatever the case is, okay, you could take an analytical approach to like what that means and what's the cost of inaction. Well, you wouldn't get to see New Zealand. You wouldn't get to have the van experience. And maybe 20 years down the road, you'd look back and you'd wish You'd have some regrets, right? And you wish you had done that. So there are all these things that you can you can think about. But where you're at right now, how does that make you feel too, right? Like if you're like, I'm just using that as an example, but you can insert whatever decision you're you're trying to make, whatever big decision or small decision you're trying to make. Um, those emotional ramifications can impact you in your daily life even right now, if you're, you're going to work and you're sitting in traffic and you're like, you're so tired of that and you're fed up, but you're not taking any action towards a different path, then that's affecting you in the moment, right? I mean, the cost of inaction is that, oh, I'm not working towards something else. So I just know this is in front of me and this is in front of me for the next however long I decide to do this and nothing's going to change. Whereas if you- Oh, sorry, Jay. I didn't. It's really easy to know what, like, kind of project what your future life looks like from your current life for most people. If you are in a regular job and you might have bosses that you're like, you know, there might be a ladder that you climb up and you see, okay, and, and, you know, I, I could probably make this amount more money. And if I did that, then we could move into a nicer house or maybe in 30 years we, we get a vacation home or whatever. It, it's a little clearer. It's a, yeah. it's a lot clearer because there's a lot more people doing it. You have these kind of flag posts or milestones ahead of you of like, oh, well, this is what it looks like in 10 years because I'm at my job and this person is 10 years ahead of me, right? And so it it is clear. And even if it's not ultimately what you want, people tend to gravitate towards what they know and what is clear to them. And I get that. I think it's human nature to, to, you know, to not go and be risky and, and to say, okay, I want to stay, I want to keep myself safe. I want to keep my family safe, all this kind of stuff. I mean, we're talking going back into like our, our DNA from, you know, when we were hunter gatherers, right? It's like, I got to do everything for self-preservation. So if I know what it looks like, even if it's not a 10 out of 10, well, cool. I know that I'll be safe. I'll know that I'll be taken care of. Now, we know, especially in this current environment, because we're recording this during the quarantine, Jay, that 
that's kind of been flipped on its head anyway. You know, what is safe and what is normal has taken a massive shift. And, and honestly, you and I are, are somewhat thankful for that, not not for the people being affected and, and getting sick, but for it shaking up a lot of people who thought, oh, man, I've wanted to do something, but it's hard to get out of my safe thing. Okay, well, now I'm realizing regular life might not be exactly what it's going to be anyway. There has been a massive shift. Yeah, it's a huge shift. And um certainly can't be underestimated. I mean, we, we don't know exactly where that that's going to be a whole other podcast episode, probably like maybe, maybe we go and try to predict the future, get all our crystal balls and everything and kind of look at some trends. But you have a crystal ball? on this topic. They, they sell oh, yeah, those in a, Norway. Nice, man. I got a crystal ball right here, right, right behind me. I uh, it's, yeah, I can't reach it. My microphone cord doesn't work. I'll show it to you later. Mm, gotcha. Um, <laughs> but this whole idea of, uh, looking ahead and, and thinking about, well, what if I don't do this thing that I want to do? What is the cost of inaction? And, and, and envisioning, envisioning what some of those things might be. I have found that in my life, like when I was after a long time on the road, traveling, doing everything that felt right to my soul and to what I wanted to do in life, and then trying to figure out a way to like settle down because I got tired of, of traveling a bit at the end and I was like ready to just kind of live in one place and then getting a corporate job, but then knowing that there wasn't going to be a long-term solution for me, but then kind of being stuck in it and not being sure exactly where to go. This was a healthy fear that really drove me to take action because everything, uh, like you said, from the Neanderthal days, everything is fighting against you to prevent you from taking risks in some ways, right? I mean, I think we know this inherently as human beings. You start thinking about giving up a paycheck or stability or things like that or perceived stability we could call it and your brain just kind of goes crazy and doesn't want to do those things and can really fight against you at least that's my natural inclination i know some people are a little more risk I, uh, not as risk averse i suppose I, I, but i feel I like think that's there, most there are people who are more risky or less risk averse than you and i but i do believe that it's a it's a, a learned skill or, or, or because the more you do it you know, the less you think it's actually risky. I don't think it's as much people are like, oh, I'm such a risk taker. I don't care about risk. I think what the difference is, and now we're getting a bit psychological here, but is is that when you and I do something now, because now we've done it for eight years, we've left nine to five jobs, we've done a lot of projects that we had no idea if they were going to work. We've, you know, committed money to certain things. You know, we've, we've done things that to people from the outside might be like, Oh, that, that's a big leap. That's risky, right? Well, I think what happens is your idea of what is risky and what isn't just changes. So now when you and I like look at a decision, I think we're it's not that we're inherently maybe more of risk takers. It's just that to us, it's like, oh, this doesn't seem that risky because we've done it three or four times before. Whereas if we hadn't, you know, the first time we did it, it would seem more risky. So it's a little bit of that too, you know, it's like anything you do it once. It doesn't seem as hard or it doesn't seem as, you know, fill in the blank because you, you have confidence that you've done it before. So now we're like, you know, this thing that is risky to, to, to the next person to us is like, oh no, that's not that risky. Whereas, and we're talking in, in a business entrepreneurial sense, whereas maybe there's a physical fitness thing. If someone said, Trav, you're going to go on a multi-day hike. I'd be like, oh man, that's like. Camping outside, long hike, like this is, it felt risky to me. I'd be nervous. I'd be scared because I'd never done it. Whereas, Jay, you've done it. You'd be like, okay, well, Trav, you can do it. Like, I know you can because I've done it. It's not a big deal, but I hadn't done it before. Once you do, 
all of a sudden you do it once you say oh yeah like that was that was cool like i survived there was a little hard parts there but next time someone asked me to do it i wouldn't have that fear or that sense of dread right away because i can just lean on previous experiences yeah it's helpful to know that obviously the more you take risks the more comfortable you can get with taking risks i suppose is what you're saying and that doesn't mean i i don't think that 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 lasts forever you know i mean even though i took many risks traveling and having untraditional jobs and everything it did it didn't make it necessarily easier for me to leave a full job surprisingly even though i only had really one sort of real full-time with benefits type of salary job i couldn't i was actually surprised that i was like wow i have all this experience living this unconventional lifestyle for over a decade why is this so hard right now? <laughs> you know, and the the thing that really helped me, and I, I kind of wanted to uh, end the podcast on, on this, is this idea of using the cost of inaction as a motivating force, as a healthy fear to have you take action towards a thing that you want to do that maybe scares you a little bit. So it, it could be as practical as mapping out the cost of inaction and writing down, oh, all the things that could happen um, if I choose this particular decision, like being on a TV show or like some of the things Trav mentioned, like what are some of those hidden doors that could open up for you that could um, take you in more of a direction that's aligned with who you are and your values? Um, and then, you know, you're looking at maybe the path you're on now and understanding, okay, well, if I don't choose this path, I'm going to be potentially missing out on all these things. That's the cost of an action. That's huge. And I think that's the fe like fearing that fearing like, oh my God, I'm afraid of missing out. Like it, it, for me, and I just take you back to that moment in time, it was like, oh my God, I've been living this unconventional lifestyle. I've been, I've had all these amazing experiences. Now I'm in this thing and it's been fun for a while, but I'm ready to get out. If I don't like start doing something, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get to live the location dependent lifestyle that I really want. And that was my goal. So that was a healthy fear to like get me to take action and just try different things because I understood that just being on the same path wasn't going to get me where I wanted to go. I was afraid of missing out on the things that could happen if I did something different with my life. And that fear dr drove me because I looked around in the company. I didn't see anything that I liked anywhere I wanted to go. And that was not the lifestyle I wanted to live long term. And once you know that in your heart, you're like, hey, whatever, even if it's like your whole lifestyle or like, you know, parts of it or whatever, when you understand like, hey, this is cool for now, or maybe it's not cool for now, but for like the next, in the next like three to five years or even a couple years from now or whatever, like I can't be doing this. Like this can't be my lifestyle. It's not good for me. It's not healthy for me. It's not what I want to be around. It's not the energy I want to be around. These aren't the people I want to be around. Whatever the case is, it's a combination of those things. Then use the fear of being stuck in that and the cost of inaction as you're sort of the, it let it propel you towards making that decision and taking action towards it. Yeah, I think if uh, I'd like to give someone listening an actionable exercise to do during this because I think you could take, in 10 minutes, you could do this. It, you know, this is, this is an ever grow, ever going process, but you could start this in 10 minutes and become somewhat clear. I would love for someone to sit down if you're listening to this, you're like, all right, that resonates with me. Like, I, I got to kind of figure out maybe what path I want to take. Just make a simple chart. On one side, you say, like, my current life. And on the other side, you say, like, you know, if, you know, what your dream life would be, right? And so you have that. 
And I just want you to start mapping out in your current life. What is it going to like if you stay and you don't take that action to build a business to become location independent, you just kind of stay the path that you're on now. What does that look like? Just write it out. Like what are the positive things that happen to you? And then, you know, list it out. So like in six months, where are you in a year, two years, three years, five years, 10 years, just take those time periods, map it out and say, all right, what are all the things that could happen to me that, that like, what does it look like? What are those effects if I stay in my current situation? And then just on the other side for the same amount of time, six months, what could it look like if I decide to take this, this path? If I decide to go on this journey, start a side hustle, you know, eventually my nine to five, what does it look like in a year? What does it look like in two years, three years, four years, five years, 10 years? Chris is buzzing us out. Chris now. is buzzing us out. But I just want you to t- I, like start making it real. Now, we've already said that you won't exactly know what ripple effects are going to happen on that second path, on, on that one if you do decide to go down the location independent um, road and take that journey. But you can take some pretty decent guesses. I wouldn't have guessed when I first started out that I would film a TV show. I wouldn't have guessed that. But what I would have guessed is something similar because we were saying, oh, we could do a YouTube channel. So maybe on my thing, it's like, oh, you have a successful YouTube channel and you travel around and you film yourself and and you get paid to go to these spots, right? Well, that's very similar to to having a TV show. It's just that we had a a crew following us, right? So like, it might not be exact, but it's gonna, you're gonna have some idea of what it looks like. And then ask yourself the question of like, which which of these do I prefer? You know, it sounds a bit cliche, but you know, when you're sitting there on your deathbed, hopefully a long time from now, which would you be happier with? Which life would you look back and say, you know, I'm really glad I made that decision? And only you can answer that. I know for a lot of people listening, it is going to be taking that path. The cost of an inaction is greater than actually getting past the fear and doing it. Um, so just that's a really simple exercise. We want to leave you with that, something actual. I have one more really quick. I know Chris busts this out, but I got I to gotta make sure my, uh, my economic chops are up to it. The idea of a sunk cost. Okay, we're using economic, an economic term there here. There we are, back a at the tree. A lot of times, back at the tree, people will say, yeah, but look at what I've done already. Or I've put in this much time, so I might as well stick it out. Or I'm too old to do oh, this. Oh, oh, I think this is a whole podcast episode. All right. Well, we'll leave it for that. This, the idea of sunk cost. The idea of sunk cost. Take that with you. If you don't know what it is, look it up. But um, those are sunk cost. What you've already done in the past is a sunk cost. You can move on from it and you can blaze a new path forward. So take that activity. Jay, I agree with you. Cost of inaction. Let that be, let that be a healthy fear that motivates you to say, if I don't do this, Oh my gosh! Like I'm, I might look back and say, well, "I can't believe I what did." What could I? What could I miss out on? What did I? What miss might out I on? be missing out on? More time with my family, a business that I'm more passionate about that gives me more meaning and purpose. Whatever the case more is, more travel, seeing exotic locations, or use it as good motivation food. if you're stuck. It's a good. It's a good tool. Uh, thanks for listening. As yeah, always. Guys. Thank you. You're awesome. Uh, if you want to know more about the Location Independent Lifestyle, you can go to locationindie.com. You can check out what we do inside the community. When we open that up again, you'll be the first to know. And we've got a new course out called the Lifestyle Launch Academy. That is not open all the time right now. But when we open that back up, you'll be able to be the first to know as well. So if you're not on the email list, you got to get on to be yeah. in the know. Get some sweet giveaways and also a great newsletter too. So keep in touch over there and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.